The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 372 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City and the man who is filling up your hands with his sold-out major bendy figure this week... I am Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. Oh, I got mine. I got mine. Apparently, Gomez, as of this recording, everyone has gotten theirs except one very important person. Oh, no. Me. What? Of (laughs) all the people to not have this Uh... figure. I love it. I'm the one. Usually <laughs> I have it first, right? You don't you think I would I would first? assume. I yes. don't have it. My mom has it. My Gomez has it. My brother has it. My friends have it. My non-friends have it. And I don't. Uh... I get people in my IMs all day. Hey, do you have any? I missed out. Can I got bro? I don't even have it. My own action figure sold out. I don't have it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love it. Put your shit in last on purpose. I think this so. one goes. <laughs> this one's last, folks. But that's good. Because everyone should get it. We want all the fans to get it. I want that's me good. to get it. <laughs> you've you played with it already. You've had it in your hands. I've had the prototype. I've never I haven't seen the packaging in person. I haven't oh. seen it. The whole oh, thing. that packaging is nice. I haven't seen the finished actual bendy itself. Well, that's sad to hear. When it's I nice. have, even the prototypes that I have, it's still um, it was still being altered at that point. Ooh, last minute touches. Ooh. Yeah, I was getting a, a, a darker shade of skin to represent my <laughs> my olive tan. Bro, you got a tan. The tan needs to be represented. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I still have a problem with the body type. I don't think I'm jacked enough. They're trying to save. There's too much rubber. They didn't want to spend all that, you know, extra to make you all jacked up. Come on. Like, I needed, you know, like some abs. So, like, like, like my triceps and shit, like, should have been, like, sculpted. Just my quads. Out of it. Bold, like, my quads, well, quads and my calves. Sure. The calves could be a little bigger. I, I will say that. Sure. You know. You know, but that's nitpicking. So what if we're nitpicking for accuracy, right? That's all right. But I still next want my toy. fucking figure. <laughs> next toy. Well, look, maybe when uh, the next toy comes out, you'll get that. And it'll be all I could be first way. next time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, guys, genuinely happy to see everybody getting their figures. I'm being tagged in photos every day. It is very, very cool. It's... um. Something I never expected to happen, right? Like how there was there was definitely a time where 
like I gave up on that dream of ever having an action figure of myself, right? Understand. And um, even knowing, like I'd, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I didn't imagine it. You know, like my friends have a toy company. Why wouldn't I think about it? But like the truth of the matter is, knowing what goes into making a figure financially, I'm like, there's, there's no way this is possible. There's no way enough people will be interested in a Captain Joe Shoes figure to ever make this possible. And here we are. And not only has it been possible, but it's sold out. So a, a very genuine and heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you that went out and bought it. Because, hey, you're making an old man's dream come true. Love it. Love to hear it. Sweet. So sweet. And with that said, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you're listening to this. Leave some comments and some likes on YouTube. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez and Gomez. Last week, we said we were going to do a little little contest, give away a little John Cena Elite action figure all you had to do you didn't have to do much you had to leave a five-star review screenshot it and then just tweet it to us at car jomez and guess what one person did oh lucky boy joey hudson the minnesota miracle man why not bro hey He left five stars, which, remember, is the only type of review. That's it, bro. And he said, the headline is, Car Jomez makes me feel good. Mm. The podcast is so great. I'd say it's the inverse of Ghostbusters Afterlife. (laughs) Mathematically, it's equal to one divided by Ghostbusters Afterlife. (laughs) We still have no idea what happened to the kids once the Ghostbusting grandpas showed up. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a hundred percent true, and I thank Joey Hudson for being willing to die on this hill with me. That Ghostbusters Afterlife was absolute shit. Oh goodness gracious! Oh, uh, Joey Hudson, send us a DM with your address, and I'll get that figure out to you ASAP. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving a review. And remember, guys, should all leave five star reviews and be just like Joey Hudson. But Gomez, with mm. that being said, yes. hit the breaking news music. Oh. Breaking news. Mm. What's going on, Joey? What we got going on here? Gomez, we have the Thanksgiving cornucopia of news. Oh, shit. Okay, a little bit of everything. Lot, huh? But it's a variety. It's Ooh. a spread. We got some bad. We got some good. We got some even I don't know. Maybe we got some controversy. Oh, shit. The cornucopia mm. of controversy. Oh, but we're going to start it off with the bad. Okay. Yeah, get it, get it out the way. Let's get the bad out the way. Let's get the bad out of the way. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Crazy. Obviously, I think we all think of him best as Chandler from Friends. I think that goes without saying. Yes. Uh, Were you a fan of any of his movies or anything like that? Oh, my God. The whole nine yards, bro. I love that fucking movie, bro. Really? Yes, I do. Bruce Willis, Amanda Peet. Oh, some good shit, bro. Love it. Always love that movie. 
I was actually a, a fool's rush in guy sure. when I first got, I want to say it's when I first got like the illegal cable box. Ooh. One of the movies on the pay-per-view at the time was fool's rush in. Love so I it. think I watched it like, I don't know, a dozen times. Why not? It's there. Because I, like, <laughs> here I am. I'm thinking like, yo, I'm watching this pay-per-view shit right now. Like I got to get it. this for all it's worth before I like it. Like it's going to run out or something, yes. you know? I so that. I watched Fools Rush In. It was uh, him, him and uh, Salma Hayek, I believe yes. in that. Yes, and it was. Great stuff. Great stuff. But obviously, Chandler from Friends. Of course. You know, the uh, the I always think, when I think of Chandler, I don't even think of his joke. I think of Joey making his joke to him. Mm-hmm. Like when Joey went and put on all Chan- Chandler's clothes from the, <laughs> the closet. Clothes. So and good. then he comes back and he goes, could I be wearing any more clothes? So good. So good. <laughs> Do you remember what Chandler Bing's job was, according to Rachel? Oh, no, I do not remember. A transponster. <laughs> a transponster. Oh my god, you a bit, you a big Friends guy. You, I, I, I dabbled in, I dabbled in Friends. I like Friends. I got no problem with Friends, but I didn't watch like you watch. Like you, you were a Friends guy. You, I was. was I had all the DVDs. <laughs> Yeah, I watched. Every, I've seen every episode. It's not all good. And going back and watching it now is like, it's yeah. one of those things that's good to just put on and not pay attention to, like your, your sure. folding clothes, your vacuuming, whatever. It's like one of those good shows. But like watching it now, I sit there and I, you know how like I always nitpick your horror movies, Gomez, and I'm yeah. like, why is that teacher showing up at the house? <laughs> Friends is that show for me now. Oh no, because I sit there. <laughs> And I go, okay, Monica's a chef, but she doesn't really work anywhere where she's making like a considerable amount of money. And Rachel is a coffee shop waitress. How the fuck? And I understand it's rent controlled or whatever, but <laughs> you ain't living in the fucking village on your fucking part-time chef salary while the other girl don't can't even pay like anything. <sighs> crazy a chef you would never see your friend you're a chef bro you are working you are never home you got no time and think for about all nothing. the space they got in that apartment <laughs> they got two big bedrooms huge. a huge living room a that kitchen, living space a, insane out what is that a balcony yeah, with the, you can see the ugly room. naked guy from <laughs> the across. ugly naked guy <laughs> yep crazy room crazy Driving i guess me nuts and I guess then across the, the hall you got big. joey and chandler and Joey's an out-of-work actor, and Chandler's a transponster. So where are they getting the money? The bedrooms were kind of small, though, right? They're considered, like, all, all the footage was in, in the living area, pretty much. Like, if you think about it, when you go in the bedroom, it seemed pretty pretty cramped in there. It wasn't like a big master suite or nothing like that. So that's, that's a little but disappointing they have a for huge. Them. They have a huge living room. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The living space is insane. Like, that's yeah. just like, wow. It's crazy. And then they had the, the bathroom where they kept the chicken and the duck. <laughs> a chicken and a duck. In New York City, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, so R.I.P. Matthew Perry. That one came as a shock. He, we know he went through his issues, but apparently he was He's been doing good beyond that. He's been yeah. doing well. You know, yeah. so this one uh kind of hit us out of nowhere. Yeah, he had his book come out recently. You know, it was it was crazy. It was a lot of shit in there, but it did sound like he was in a good place, you know. Sucks, really sucks. Uh, speaking of books, Gomez, the, the past two weeks have given us two of the most anticipated biographies of our time. 
Britney Spears and John Stamos are both releasing books and all this stuff that has gotten to like the the leaked out excerpts have been dynamite. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to read both these books regardless. And I don't need this stuff spoiled for me. But man, I cannot wait to hate Justin Timberlake. I cannot wait to hate to like th- like Lance Bass is literally coming out trying to do damage control because they're trying to plan a whole in sync yeah, baby tour, and Britney Spears tour. is single handedly ruining it with her book. Oh baby, so I I of course I've heard about the Britney stuff. I got it pre ordered at the library. I should have it in a week or so. I'm excited. The John Stamos book, I only heard about it the other day because. Jerry O'Connell was like, yo, it's not cool. That he's... But it's like, bro, they were married for, of course he's going to talk about this girl. Like, what are we doing? So, and the thing with he's like, oh, it caught me off guard, whatever. Stamos like, is what? like, yo, like, when we broke up, like, I it was a hated big this woman. I yeah. hated Rebecca Romaine. But that's not even the story I want to talk about. Yeah, so what, what else is going on? <laughs> Apparently, so John Stamos was dating this model, uh, Terry Copley. She's a okay. model in like the 80s or whatever. Stamos is dating her. Goes up. This this hit like the thing. It was like one of those excerpts on like Facebook yeah. or something. It's like oh, new story revealed from John Stamos's autobiography. And I'm like, oh, we got to see what this is about. He finds he shows up at the woman's house. There's a car in the driveway, like a Ferrari. And in the back, top downs, everything. It's a poster of his model girlfriend signed like to my Tony. He goes into like the house. Finds her in bed with some guy. Runs out before he can even figure out who it is. Turns out it was Tony Danza. Oh, <laughs> fucking Tony Thoughts Danza. and prayers, John Stamos. Ooh. Thoughts and prayers. Take that. Son. Wow. Tony Danza, a little dirtbag. I love it. <laughs> Terry wow. Copley just in there saying, hold me closer, Tony Danza. Oh. Man, let me let me go to my library app. I gotta add this John Stamos book here. Is, <laughs> you gotta get that one, man. We gonna be busy this fall. I love it. <laughs> like, could you have two better autobiographies in like such a short period of time? I don't know because all the shit that keeps coming out about Britney is stupendous, and I feel like I've already read the book without having read the book. You know what I mean? But yet sure. they keep giving me more shit, and I'm going. Fuck, like I'm foaming at the mouth for this fucking book. Oh man, I just got the uh the MCU book. They had put out this MCU book where it's like the uh unauthorized, you know, yeah. like they did this without Disney. It's supposed to be very good. Uh, you know, I like the people who wrote it, Joanna Robinson and stuff. It's supposed to be good. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear, see if I could get into some Marvel, right? Get me back into Marvel, guys. God. A little follow-up, Gomez. The boo buckets. We're still on this boo bucket. Whoa, what's going on with these fucking buckets, So this week, we've been getting tattooed, inundated with responses of people saying, mine has a lid. You know what? Mine doesn't have a lid. Oh, you know what? It's just an illusion. They put this little thing on the handle that makes it look like there's a lid when there's not... Gomez, this has become what I can tell you definitely is no one has a real traditional lid like we were expecting. Uh, An actual cover like we grew up with with our boo buckets back in the day. What it appears 
is that some people have a very flimsy, I don't know if it's a piece of plastic, but it looks like the cover to like an Italian ice, like a okay, flat yeah. cardboard piece I that just that. sits uh-huh. on top of your bucket. That's okay. what it looks like people have. It doesn't look like a real boo bucket lid mm. like you and I know and love and wanted back and thought we were getting this year. Oh, but that probably costs an extra three cents to make. And, you know, we can't we can't do that, folks. We can't do that. Oh, that's that's upsetting to hear. I didn't even try to get them. Last time was a pain in the ass. This time I was like, I don't need this shit. They seem to be very plentiful. I haven't heard of anyone having issues with getting them at all. But now the controversy around this lid, Gomez. No one wants them because they don't got lids. Showing up in stores right now, Gomez, I think you're going to love this one. You're going to head out to your local supermarket to the frozen food section. (laughs) Three different flavors of cereal frozen waffles. We've got tricks. We've got Cocoa Puffs and we've got Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Michael Jonathan Gomez. Mm. Any or all? Which one are you interested in? All three hit the, the the three major food groups: fruity, chocolate, cinnamon. Perfect. It's great. Love it. I would it. try them all myself. I, I need. People it. are saying they're already finding them in Walmart, but they are not. As far as I know, they are not a store exclusive. Mm, I gotta try. There's a the uh, the cereal the cereal the breakfast frozen breakfast aisle has gotten crazy recently. Like it, I, there's a it lot has of different lot stuff in yeah. there, man. I walked by the other day. I'm like, oh, what is this? This, that. oh, lots of waffles. Waffles having a moment, it seems. We huh? all need waffles. Waffles forthwith. Forthwith, brother. Gomez, <laughs> one last thing I want to leave you with. Oh. This was causing a whole ruckus last week. Mm, what's the hullabaloo? Apparently, there was a panel of women who said <sighs> places they absolutely refuse oh. to go on a first date with. Bullshit. And now there is a list of 28 places that they That's would a lot of fuck. <laughs> they don't they don't want to go on a first date. What's and, left? Well, this is that's was gonna be my thing. So listen what? to some of these options. 28. Number one, the cheesecake factory. Oh, bro, that's a banging spot. They got a little bit of everything. You act like the cheesecake factory is cheap. <laughs> it is, it's very expensive too, yes. <laughs> It's not like I took you to Burger King. I mean, we're going to the fucking Cheesecake Factory. Oh, man. These girls. These girls. Number two, Applebee's. Now, see that one? I can kind of say, all right. I get like, it. But whatever. It's casual dining. If yes. I don't know you overly well, like, where do you think we're going on a we're first date? It's not chatting, like a get to know each other. Yeah, it's true. Uh. Number three, Chili's. Number four, Chipotle. Number five, the Olive Garden. Listen, Chipotle, I can kind of understand. That one has more of like a fast food vibe to me. Like you kind of get your burrito bowl, get out of there. Like Chili's, Olive Garden. Look, am I the biggest Chili's or Olive Garden fan? Not necessarily. Some dishes I like better than others. But for a first date, maybe maybe this is why I'm single. Maybe. Number (laughs) six, the movies. I'm okay with that because a first yeah. date, you want to you talk to talk, the person, yes. see if you connect. If you're going out with someone you've been friends with for a while, then I don't see no problem with going to the movies. I get it, yes. You're not but to be talking, for a first so, yeah. date, like if I meet someone on, on Tinder or something, yeah, probably not, not the best option. Number seven, your house. <laughs> okay, yeah, right, I get it. 
Yeah, like okay. I'm trust me, I don't even want you there anyway. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> Number eight, any fast food chain. Hundred percent agree. Sure. Yes. Number nine, Buffalo Wild Wings. Are we just naming any chain restaurant here? Pretty much, you're not allowed to go any chain restaurant. Because then, yeah, Wingstop, Red Lobster, IHOP, Denny's, uh, Starbucks, like Starbucks, get a cup of coffee. Coffee day, that's a good. I, I always hear that's a good first day because it's. I don't see the issue with that. Number twelve was a buffet. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to pig out. Yeah, don't don't we don't want to go to all you can eat <laughs> with a new no, lady. Number 15, the gym. Now, what happens if you meet at the gym? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I would think that works for a certain a lift, section lifting of dates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh 18, coffee dates, not just Starbucks, but coffee dates in general. Just in general. Look, it's right. so stupid. That's number 19, silly. ice cream dates. Can't have an ice cream date. Come on, you get ice cream, you walk around. That sounds cute. I don't know. No, Maybe number twenty, know. family functions. Yeah, a first date, you should not be coming. Hey, come, come to my niece's barbecue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Uh, uh, twenty-one movie night, as in like Netflix night, Netflix and chill. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. your house. I get it. Twenty-two, somewhere that requires a long drive. Well, if you don't want me to go to any place on this list, I, we're gonna have to find somewhere. <laughs> We got, I found this place out in the sticks. So the rest of the places on this list, bowling, nightclubs, a hookah bar, Waffle House, sports events, or a bar for just drinks. At that point, I genuinely do not know what else is left. Man, I mean, first of all, like I said, I didn't see no friendlies on that list. Ooh. I mean, they don't want you to go to any restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but this is crazy. So basically, so it's just like you got to take him to an Italian joint. You got to take him to, to a Michelin-rated restaurant or, I don't know, a swingers club. I didn't see swingers club uh, on this list. So I, so I've been out of the game forever, so I don't know. But, like, I hear people always mention stuff like a coffee date sounds like, you know, a quick, easy way. Let's see if we vibe. Like, Let's see if we got something going. Especially with the way we date now, it's something public. Yes. You're not into it. You could get up and yes, leave. There's the witnesses if, if there's exactly. a creepy situation going that on. That sounds good to me. Same thing at a bar. Meet me at a bar after work for a couple drinks. I don't know. Why is that a bad thing? I I I don't know. I like I don't I don't know what's left. Pretty much and like you said, I gotta take a girl to where I would take my wife on our anniversary, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta drop the four hundred dollar steakhouse. On a first, like okay, the way, where do we go from there? Like I don't, I don't understand that either. Mm. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. I I love how the cheesecake factory was That's number one on the list. Now I don't know if that was arranged in order of responses or whether that was just randomly put together, but for the poor cheesecake factory to come in number one Take on that shots. list is Take borderline hate speech. <laughs> Mmm, she's I could have had she mm, I'm gonna have to maybe make a stop this week. It's been a while. I could go for some cheesecake. I can't mm. even remember the last time I was at a cheesecake factory. It's one by the it's two. We got two by both malls. So it's the same each direction. Every once in a while we just we get some cheese eating inside maybe once a year we do. But mm-hmm. we'll uh, order some cheesecake to go. Mm, uh, Gomez, when this episode comes out, Halloween was just a couple days ago. How was Halloween for you and the fam? 
It's good. You know, Shiloh's got a lot of uh, friends from school, friends from the neighborhood, same age. So we get all we get together. We just go around the neighborhood. It was a little sad this year. There's always one house that's right down the block from us where the guy goes all out and shit. Like where you, there's like landmines, right? You step on a, a part in the lawn and a fucking ghost will pop up. Like he's got like, it's like crazy shit. Sounds go off when you do things. And uh, this guy's selling his house and uh, he didn't sell it yet. But since he's selling it, he didn't go all out with the decorations. That was a little upsetting to see, you know, kind of sad, bro. What did she dress up as this year? So she was uh, Rosalina from Mario, Super Mario Galaxy. Oh. Uh, She's one of the princesses in the stars, the sky. You know, she's the third, I guess. Stars, the moon, the sky. (laughs) Space is the place. Oh, yeah. Uh, It just so happened uh, her friends went as Mario stuff, too. So her friend was Princess Peach, and the, the parents dressed up. You know, we got a little uh, a little Wario action here. Look at me. I'm Wario. Whoa. Look at me. You know, fun stuff. I love Halloween because the girl eats like three types of candy and the rest is for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. So good. And she knows. Like, she'll look in the bucket. Oh, there's nothing there for her. She'll be like, you want this, daddy? I got you, I got you something. That's my girl. She knows what's up. Be the ass if she did, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Halloween's the best. That's it for the news this week, Gomez. Uh, what I want to start with, I just did the Macho Ooh. Man voice, so let's stick with a little wrestling, right? Oh, yeah. Out on Peacock this week, <clears throat> oh, released right. finally this documentary called Super Fan The Story that's of Vladimir. Right. Yeah, now this was filmed prior to the pandemic and then throughout the pandemic. And it has basically been sitting on a shelf for over two years where people didn't even know if it was ever going to be released, if it was ever going to come out, would it ever see the light of day. It finally dropped with absolutely no fanfare Mm. the other day. Out of nowhere. It's about 37 minutes. It's up on Peacock. Uh, Did you watch it? I did. I did watch it. It was quick and easy. I said, let me watch this. And it's also something interesting, right? Everybody knows about this super fan. If you've been watching wrestling, I was going to ask, are you you familiar with Vladimir? Of course. Who can't not see this guy? He's so unique looking. He's in the fucking first row of so many iconic, uh, you know, moments in wrestling. Of course, he always. I have met Vladimir quite a few times over the years. He's been to tons of shows. I've shaken the man's hand. A very nice gentleman, decent human being. I watched this documentary, and apparently I'm the only one who feels this way. I thought it was a very sad story of a very lonely man. Oh, And I felt absolutely horrible at the end of this documentary. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this fun documentary about this. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking depressed now, bro. This is fucking like, this is terrible. Like, I was like, this is sad, bro. This is a sad thing. And I understand it's supposed to be like he gets like rewarded at the end and it's supposed to be kind of a happy ending. But the down in this is so far down that you don't like, there is no coming back from that. When he says that he attempted to commit suicide three separate times during the pandemic, bro, three times because he lost his mother to COVID. And then 
his only thing that he has in life is wrestling. Out, it was his mother and wrestling, and his mother passes away, and now you can't go to wrestling shows. He's got nothing, and he and and I'm going there, going, my God, like he has no real friends. All his friends apparently are just people he sees at wrestling shows. It doesn't. I don't know what he does if he has a job if he's been working. I know he's been in not great health recently, yes. so he hasn't been able to really uh, go out to all the types of things that he would like to be going out to right now. But he's also an older man now at this point too. Yes. So it's these things are going to start to happen. Um, people who know him far better than I, I wouldn't say that I know him. I would say we've met sure. quite a few yeah. times. Um, but people who know him far better than me are out there like, oh, this is the best thing ever. They're, they're, we're so happy for him. We're so proud of him. One of the companies is putting out an action figure of him. And I'm just like, if I was this man's friend, I don't think I would want this out there. And that's not a knock against him. It, like, it's not. It's just the story is very sad. Yeah. And I do not think I would want. And maybe maybe he's just like so excited to be involved in a WWE, like a true WWE uh, product or project that he's, you know, he's OK with it. And maybe, maybe he I'm, maybe he's perfectly fine with it over the I'm moon sure. that it even exists. 100% if I was this guy's friend, I would feel I would feel very uncomfortable that this is out there for the world. I get it. It's like I said, I was expecting this nice, fun story, and it gets pretty dark. And you know, you, you definitely feel bad for the man. He's all alone. It's it's pretty sad. I mean, it's so nice that he has this outlet, you know, and they take care of him, and you know, it's very nice to see. So that's good. But yeah, it, it goes away. And all of a sudden, it's, it's a dark moment there. And now in addition to this, and this has nothing to do with Vladimir, the person. But when you start doing stuff like this about fans, now what you've done is open it up to where other fans now are going to try to make it their mission to get noticed. Because now they'll see that this guy has a documentary. This guy's getting an action figure from uh, it's going to be in that wrestle saw, something yeah. wrestlers collection that just I did the just Chelsea green there. figure. And I'll throw it up here. Yeah. So, but they're going to look at this now is, Oh, that's the goal. Now I have to get, I have to make myself enough of a character to where I can go get a documentary or where triple H will give me this uh, plaque and where I can get an action figure. And it's like, that's this is what I'm afraid of now because wrestling has already got that look at me, look at me thing. Like I was gonna just say any I feel NXT like I, fucking show like that. We are awesome. Yeah. We are awesome. Like shut the fuck up. And the thing I like about Vladimir, and it's not like he's not the only one, but there are people who are just genuine fans. Like Vladimir yes. was never out he's there not trying, trying to, to be do a nothing. character. No, it's just that he looks weird, and you see him in the same spot in every show. So you're just like, where the where the fuck does that guy get these tickets? Who, who fuck he got that seat again? Yeah, 100%. You know, he's just someone you notice, and it's not because he's trying to be noticed. It's just because he's there constantly, and he's always in, like involved and into it and having a good time. 
anyone who has ever met Vladimir, any wrestler, you saw it in this documentary, whether it's Shawn Michaels or Jeff Jarrett, they're putting over Vladimir because he's just a good fan. And we have a lot of good fans. And I, you know, whenever I do shows, like especially when I was wrestling all the time up in Queens or in the New York area at all, you have you see the same fans over and over. You get so many fans who are just good fans and they're happy to come out and have a good time, whether they're with their friends or their families. And now I feel like as we've gotten away as we've gotten more into the social media era and people trying to get themselves over people trying to be influencers, people trying to whatever, I feel like this is going to do more damage than good because it exists. And it's not because of Vladimir. I want to make that clear. This is not me saying it shouldn't exist. It's just that now I'm worried for what is going to come, what fans are going to try to do what stupid shit because now they want to be the next Vladimir. I get it. Like I said, I, I totally, I think they're already like that. But I think also this is a rare exception. This is the one super fit. Like, this is the one guy. Like, I like this. Think about all the years past him, right? Who else we think about? There's nothing really even come close. I think, I think Vince would not, not Vince, but uh, the WWE machine would, they wouldn't allow something like that to happen anymore. You know, the Bailey girl, right? That's like the last. The last we'll see of uh, that kind of thing, probably. But even there are a bunch of these people who the WWE Universe knows by name. And it's just like, I'm not watching pro wrestling for the fans. The only reason I probably know Vladimir's name is because I got involved in the wrestling business. Yeah, Sure, I saw him on a bunch of shows. He but was just it wasn't that guy. like he was just that guy. And you know yeah. what? I never cared to ask questions. I'm not there to watch the fans. No. So now when it's like, oh, this guy sits ringside at all the PLEs, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't care less. Thanks for buying tickets. Appreciate yeah. it. But like, why the fuck do I care that he's there? Enjoy the show. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. I get it. <laughs> uh, we're going to get a documentary on on hat guy and, and Hawaiian shirt guy from ECW. Well, but this is, I think that's where it all started. ECW is the uh, one that started that with telling the crowd that they were the show. Yes, sure. They definitely were. Were put. I mean, hello. EC, ECW, bro. Woo. You know, different time, but they were the first ones to basically tell the crowd, you are part of this show. Yeah. It worked. It's made it work, bro. Hasn't worked since then, really. You know, the yeah. TNA TNA crowd, right? They always try to be like that, and you know, it's cute oh, once in a while. Oh, Abyss. <laughs> Fucking buffoons. <laughs> With their Lance Hoyt Amania shirts. Yes, the it's running wild still all oh, these years later. God. I fucking forgot about Hoyt Amania. <laughs> Wow, I forgot all about that. But hey, shit, TNA, bro. TNA, it's back, baby. It's back, baby. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, Joe. So you know, you mentioned it was Halloween. So you know, I was watching mostly the spooky movies, like I do. Uh, I just want to talk about one of them because it's the big movie, Joe. It's it's the big movie of the weekend of of. Of all time, it's coming in like this, coming in hot. Five Nights at Freddy, folks. Holy shit. Made $78 million this weekend. Number one at the box office. Beating out Taylor Swift's The Errors Tour, 
which dropped precipitously. Remember, it made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Now it's down. Now this also had a big opening. We haven't had a big opening against it really. Yeah. But Taylor Swift down to fourteen seven. But Five Nights at Freddy's, this is something that I, I genuinely know nothing about. And I wouldn't even have heard of this if not for seeing a wide array of Funko Pops for this, like just decorating the walls at every GameStop. Yeah, we have uh, some age-appropriate Five Nights at Freddy, age-appropriate uh, family members. So when it was becoming a thing... When we go to family functions, you know, the kids were playing, uh, talking about it, you know. Uh, Shiloh is not into it because it's a little scary, blah, blah, blah. But she watches, you know, YouTube channels that sometimes talk about it. Mm. Like one of her YouTube channels that does like videos and songs, they have a Five Nights at Freddy's song. And she likes it, you know, she's into it, but she's not into it enough to watch it. So I know all about like what it is. I don't know anything about what it is but i just know it's a thing a very popular thing clearly 78 million dollars and it was on peacock at the same this I, is i was just about insanity, to say it is streaming for at the free same time for on free peacock. or five dollars <laughs> is it five bucks well what you know if because maybe it's not on the free peacock right some things you got to pay the okay right? so what peacock is five dollars a month six dollars a month you know so but still, Crazy. made almost $80 million in a Insane. weekend when you could have it streaming at home? Insane. That's that's, that's the game changer shit. That's the shit where it's like, whoa. And it kind of makes me sad that I, I saw it on Peacock. I kind of now wish I went to the movie theaters because I would have loved to have that experience with all these little kids like getting freaked out or some shit. That sounds fun because the little kids are eating it up. Us older folk, we ain't enjoying the movie so much. I got to say, the movie is fucking dog shit. Um, like I was just fucking bored. I like again. I don't know if this what is what is this even about. What is Five so Nights at Five Freddy? Nights of Freddy? It's like once again, a, I'm an old man now. So it's a, like a, a Chuck E. Cheese type uh place. Okay, with animatra- animatronic guys, and uh something happens at night. The things come alive, and you have to survive the night there. Apparently, I guess it's five nights. You got well, five survive. nights. You got to survive five. So, nights. so in the movie, there's a guy who's a security guard at the place, and he's in charge of guarding, you know, making sure no one goes in and out because it's an old abandoned. It's not open anymore. Some bullshit like that. So again, I don't know if that's what it is in the in the the move the game because apparently the game is very like there's a lot of lore in the game. Like you go to Wikipedia. And you'll be reading that shit forever. Like, there's, like, so much, and everyone has a backstory and this, this, that. So, again, I don't know if this is the backstory, but this the, the guy who's security guard has some trauma in his past life, so he's always thinking about. So, to me, it was very boring. I don't see how kids, unless this is what they're into, the story. Like, to me, I'm like, this is boring. Like, if I showed my kid, I think she'd be bored because nothing is happening. Like, mm-hmm. it takes a real long time until we're in that five nights. And then it takes even longer until, like, there's some kind of scary stuff. So, I, I, God bless. Hey, it's working for the target audience. But I, I see I mean, I'm $80 million dollar weekend, you can't really argue yeah. with results, right? You know, I see a lot of the reviews from, from older people. It seems like they're not getting it, you know. Again, it's not for us. Enjoy it, kids, but I just I'm bored. I I'm not it's just PG 13, right? So I'm not expecting like it's some crazy. I just 
nothing happens a lot. Like there's nothing going on. But well, you know, speaking of nothing happening, uh-oh. I'm looking at the rest of the box office numbers. Sure, there's nothing and going on. Killers of the Flower Moon, right? Yes. This is the new Scorsese movie. Yeah. Which we, uh, what is it called? Scorsese movies are like riding the train. It's just very boring. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's not me saying it. This was like a thing on the internet this week. That's funny. (laughs) Some guy compared Scorsese movies to something like just very long and boring. It's like, oh, you do it because you know you have to. But, you know, it takes a long time to get where you're trying to go. Uh, $9 million, only $40 million so far. I'm sure DiCaprio got paid more than that himself. But this what is I, um, this is a Netflix movie, I believe, right? I think like it's going to be streaming. like It's doing like a little theatrical, and I think it's supposed to be a streaming movie afterwards. That's why I, I haven't ran. Five Nights at Freddy's just made $80 million when it was already on. There you go. Little but kids don't care. What I want to talk about, Gomez, because this blows me away. Number five at the box office this week was The Exorcist Believer. Oh, made yeah. $3.1 million to put What's it that over up to? 59.3 so far. That's on VOD also now. That You could rent that now. But number nine at the box office this weekend Ball. with $1.6 million was Saw X. Oh, Saw X. That's also on digital. And Saw X has basically tapped out at 50.2 million. I cannot for the life of me understand the world where people are more excited to go see The Exorcist in 2023 than a Saw movie. I guess I think because I think The Exorcist brings out like, you know, brings out your mom, brings out your uncle, someone who maybe doesn't go to the movies and they're like, oh man, that was the scariest movie when I was a kid. Let me go check it out. Saw, right? It has a reputation of being a certain way. I mean, it is. You, you mm-hmm. clearly know. Yeah. So I think, you know, they call it torture porn, but it's not torture porn. That's not, that's a whole different thing. But number six, and this one actually surprised me, number six at the box office this weekend, Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie. Oh, still hanging in there. Wow. 2.1 million, 59.2 million to date, about a hundred grand less than The Exorcist. I got to think when you put a kid's movie with that kind of resume, like Paw Patrol out there, you would hope it makes more than The Exorcist. I would think so. I don't know. That seems uh, that's interesting to me that Paw Patrol made so little money, like it didn't make a lot of money. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, Because I'm interested now because Trolls comes out in two Mm -hmm. weeks. So I'm very interested to see how Trolls does because that's a now this is going to be the third. It's the third Trolls movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're excited in the house. We're ready. We're ready to go. So she's still all about. Yes, she's still into Trolls. She's excited. She saw there was a the commercial came on and there's a sneak preview this weekend. I think like the fourth, Mm -hmm. and so it said it on the 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 thing. She goes November fourth. Wait. That's this weekend. We could see Trump. Like she was like, wait, what? What? We're like, oh no, we can't. <laughs> so she's ready to go. We're trying to plan it. We're probably gonna take her alone and then try to schedule something with her friends because her friends aren't always quick to run to the movie theaters. But we can't wait for them. We can't be missing trolls, bro. I'm ready to take her out of school, play hooky. Like that's kind of <laughs> like it's a it's an important thing, you know. Like that's it's going down. So we're excited, and now I'm very excited I, I to see trolls that. to do very well. I'm I'm excited to see now because 
I would think Paw Patrol would do very well. And but then that's follow- Paw Patrol as a G movie with the you know built-in audience that already exists. And the fact that there really hasn't been like bangers been kids movies, right? Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. And Paw Patrol skews younger too, right? So you can Exa- bring a, a younger kid. You know, I don't know. After Trolls also, the, then the next week is Disney's dropping their next movie. So that's also interesting. What's that see. one? It's called Wish. Um, I don't know much about it. Uh, the characters look a little brown. They might be Spanish or something. And uh, there's like a little goat or something. You know, it's got to be like an animal. There's some kind of animal guy. Talk? I don't know if he talks. You know me. I don't pay attention to trailers and stuff. But they already got the toys out in the stores getting ready for Christmas. You know, we got the Amazon book in the mail. We got the Target book in the mail. You know, it's not the same as that big, big ass toys. The big JC Penny catalog we used to get. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it works. You know, get some I used to get things. so pissed. With that J.C. Penny catalog every year, because I used—I was someone who, as a kid, I'd go to the mall quite often. My mom would go to the mall quite often and drag us along, and she would make us go to these stores that you don't want to go to, right? The clothing Never. stores. No one like I don't want to go to Sears. I don't want to go to J.C. Penny. I don't want to. I don't want to go to the, my mom's stores. You know what yes. I mean? Like I want to go to Tape World. I want to go to Spencer's Gifts. I want to go to KB Toys. The I want to go to Coconuts. I want to go to the Wall. Like I, that's the kind of shit I want to go to. But my <laughs> mom would always drag us to fucking J.C. Penny, and I'd go. But where are all the? The, the baseball memorabilia Where's that the I saw fun in the catalog. Where's that? Why isn't that here? Why 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 is there no action figure section? Where's those fucking blocks that are, they look like bricks and you can make a wall out of them? I asked for that every fucking year and I never got it. It was just a collection of like giant blocks and you can make a wall. They they were painted like bricks. I wanted that every goddamn year. Never got it. I used to hate J.C. Penny and hold a grunge a grudge against them because when I'd go to the store, I felt like they were false advertising. They never had any of the cool shit in the store. It was always just fucking cheap shoes. Oh, it's true. There's none of that fun stuff. The, the the catalog was huge. Where was it, bro? Where where, wh- where were they it? hiding that shit? <laughs> oh, talking about Christmas gifts real fast. You know what this girl wants for Christmas, bro? Oh, tell me. A fucking VR system. This girl wants to play VR games. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Oh, my God. She said, you better ask your grandma because <laughs> I ain't yeah. spending that money. Because I, I don't want to be me. I play video games. I don't want no fucking VR. I'm sure I'll play it. I'm sure I'll have a great time. But I'm not. I'm not running to get like that's a lot of money. On something I know I'm not gonna play very often. I know she's not gonna play it very yeah, I know. often. She'll like, play it's one of those things that it's cool. She'll play it for yes. a week, two weeks, a month. Maybe, yeah. And then it's done. And it's just like uh so I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do here for this one. <laughs> we gotta figure that out. So Gomez, this this triggered a memory from me when you mentioned uh Five Nights at Freddy's being like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I've got a good Chuck E. Cheese story. Oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> and it's not really even a Chuck E. Cheese story, but stay with me here. Okay. I'm probably like 25 or 26 years old, and I'm going out to some club in the city during winter. Mm-hmm. So my dress during winters when I was in New York was usually like a nice pair of jeans, some nice, sure. decent-looking shoes, and a casual-looking hockey jersey. 
because it was cold. I don't like wearing jackets if I can avoid it, but I wear a hockey jersey, usually like one of the nice ones, like a you know, like a black one or something. Sure. So I believe this one night I was wearing like a winter classic Blackhawks jersey. I used to collect hockey jerseys, so I had like, I don't know, 50 of them. Yes, but I wear sir. like a decent looking jersey and I go sweaters, you know, hockey sweaters. Yes, the sweaters. But I go to this club and they go, the bouncer's like, hey man, you can't come in with that jersey on it's no jerseys and i go oh I, I thought maybe you know it was like you know because it's a nice jersey yeah he's like no nah, i'm sorry you got to take it off so i take it off i have a thundercat shirt on under it and he's like why are you trying to cover that up when you could have been rocking this thundercat <laughs> so i always try to get in good with the. it's always good to get in with the bouncers right sure so i'm talking to this guy talking to this guy he's working the door and this girl comes up to ask him some kind of question and he looks at her and he goes, hey, do you know who this is? Pointing at me. And she goes, no, I, I don't know. And he goes, this is the guy that owns Chuck E. Cheese. So she's like, holy shit. Like, really? Yeah, like, like, you, it's a big deal, bro. <laughs> you own Chuck E. Cheese? So I look at her and I kind of shrug and I go, not really. Like, I own three Chuck E. Cheeses. My parents are actually the ones who own <laughs> which I thought was fucking brilliant. Like, anyone uh, could be like, yes, I'm the motherfucker yes. that owns Chuck E. But, like, no, you put it out there and it's like, well, kind of and not really. Like, I own a couple Chuck E. You know, only a couple of mine. So this funny, girl bro. would not leave my side all fucking night. We go, I went in, she came in, she looked for me, she bought me drinks. Oh, she asked baby. me to hang out. We were dancing all night. It just so happened my ex-girlfriend happened to show up to the same uh -oh. club this night and uh -oh. saw me with this very other attractive girl having a wonderful time and saw us leaving together and Thank you, Chuck E. Cheese, for making everything possible. Because that next morning, I gave her a fake number and never saw her again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You take your girl to Chuck E. Cheese, you're terrible, but you tell her you own it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so, yeah. But, like, that's that's the thing is. Don't make it so obvious, right? Like, yeah, yes. like, oh, you own Chuck E. Cheese? No, not really. I own, I own three Chuck E. Cheeses. My parents, you know, really own the Chuck E. Cheese. I love it. Three. <laughs> Very modest. <laughs> Gomez, I watched something else this week. This is on Ooh. Paramount Plus. Mm. And I am a South Park apologist. Throughout all Ooh. these years, I've kept up on the show. I watched there pandemic special I've, I've done all this shit i like south park i still think it's a good show but they released this week south park joining the panderverse not the panda like the yeah. animal pander like i'm pandering panda. to you yes like i said it's on paramount plus it's about 43 minutes and we have finally gotten to the point in my opinion like i said i'm a south park apologist this is Matt and Trey doing their old man yells at cloud bullshit. Uh-oh. So oh, no. in the past, whenever they want to make fun of something, it's always done tongue-in-cheek, and it's usually 
very, very funny and entertaining when they do it. They do it in such a way where you can't help but laugh. Yes. In this, we get kind of a multiverse where all the South Park kids are replaced by uh, diverse women characters. And they travel through the multiverses. And it's like, oh, my God, diversity. This is all because of Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. Now, I don't know about you, but I watch a lot of shows. I watched a decent amount of movies. I have no fucking idea who Kathleen Kennedy is. I had to fucking look up who Kathleen Kennedy is. And when the basis of your fucking special is that Kathleen Kennedy's ruining everything. She's trying to make it diverse and blah, 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 blah. If I got to look up who the fuck that even is, guess what? This is not funny. I found this to be the most horrible set. Like Damn. since like season two, when they were working on the season fucking two movie, was terrible, bro. <laughs> they, like all their energy yes. was going toward the movie and the show like completely dropped off. Yes. This is fucking horrible like i said it's 43 minutes so it could be worse because they could have made it an hour or whatever yes but there is nothing funny there's nothing entertaining i don't know if i even chuckled in throughout like the whole thing it's it's like i said it's finally they've gotten old and it's just old man yells at cloud there's there's no humor in this whatsoever it's very sad to hear. Damn. That's, that sucks. That's, I, I haven't kept up with South Park. I see clips here and there. You know, but this one, this one. I mean, I usually don't hear people talk bad like this. Like, this sounds this sounds bad. I And like I said, I go out of my way to kind of keep up on South Park. Maybe I'm not watching every episode sure. the day of or, or the week after. But like then I'll get in modes where I'll be like, oh, let me make sure I, I watched like the South last, Park, yeah. you know, like South Park's one of those shows I'll always go back to at some point. And this was absolutely fucking horrible. Do not wait. If you haven't watched it, do not waste your time. I know a lot of people now are going to go, oh, now I got to watch it and see just yes. how bad it is. They'll go in with low expectations and then think I'm crazy. But it's just it's not funny. It's not funny. Did you like those other? Did you like the pandemic specials they did? They're fine, fine enough. You know what I mean? Nothing. There, there's miss. some stuff that has, you know, they're older now. They're they're old rich guys now. They're yes. everything they hate. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and the show has become as much as I love this character, who's my favorite character for years and years, the show has become too much about Randy Marsh. So he like started his farm integrity weed and all that. Yeah. And it's just like too much of Randy being crazy Randy, which used to be like limited. So it used to make yeah. Randy great. Yes. But I can see where they did that because they like writing for, you know, I'm sure Trey loves writing for Randy. Sure. So it becomes very Randy centric because he's like, oh, you know what else Randy could do and makes an yeah. episode about it. Mm. Very sad to hear. Very sad. You uh, you got anything else for us here, Joe? I got just a main event. Oh, baby. Let's get into that. Mm, we have a, a slow month here. Like Joe's talking about the box office, right? There ain't shit coming out. Not, I think the big movie this week is... Uh, I, f I forgot already. It was something so small. I was like, this is the movie this week? Nothing. Nothing coming out. So we decided... 
let's let's have some fun here. Let's watch some some movies that our double main man Joe would would get a kick out of, right? Enough of that time. horror shit. Exactly. Let's, let's have some let's have some Joe time. So we have the Wheel of Fortune. I remember this time. <laughs> Put some classics that are coming up, you know, some 30-year-old movies, 25, 15, a little bit of everything. Put it on the wheel, we spun it, and we landed on the 2008 comedy classic Tropic Thunder. Ooh, baby. Now, originally, this wasn't on the wheel. Originally, Gomez did shoot me a list, and normally we don't do this. We don't, like, do a lot of planning on this show, if you haven't noticed. Uh, But Gomez said, here's the movies I'm looking at to throw on this wheel. And I believe one of them was Iron Man. Yes, because that's 2008, so that's coming up. Anniversary here. I'm kind of marveled out, though, right now. And I I think a lot of you guys are, too. So I said, hey, maybe we could take out Iron Man. Just because, you know, I'm feeling a little out marveled right now. The shows haven't been great on Disney+. Plus. It won't hurt to, to not review a Marvel movie right now. I got it. I just had it on there because I figured maybe going back to to that that beginning where we had like, oh, this is oh, exciting. I thought I, that might be. I get fun. it, but I, I totally get the Marvel fatigue. So I get course. why it's there, but you know, especially we got to watch this fucking. I know this movie's gonna suck in a couple weeks. The Marvel, like I'm already bad. going in knowing it's gonna suck. Come on, don't be like that. We love Khan. When Gomez pulled the movie, he goes, "Hey, I'm replacing it with Tropic Thunder," and I said, "You know what?" That one could be interesting because that's a would be a great movie to go back and look at with 2023. That's a, that's eyes a time out. capsule movie, yes. <laughs> 100%. So Tropic Thunder, 2008, hour and 47 minutes. Uh, through a series of freak occurrences, a group of actors shooting a big-budget war movie are forced to become the soldiers they're portraying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works. That is. This stars Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr. They are all actors who are going to be involved in this movie that's supposed to be like a Vietnam uh, war movie. And they have Nick Nolte, who plays the character of Four Leaf, who wrote the book. He was a real soldier in the battalion. He was one of the few to make it out alive. And his book got picked up and is now being transferred into this movie and he's all hard ass about have making sure it's true to life and yeah true to everything he wanted but this movie is chock full of people you know whether they're whether you think they're big stars or not this is movie is chock full of people whether it's the three i just mentioned uh jay baruchel steve coogan danny mcbride bill Hader, matthew mcconaughey and don't forget tom Cruise, which yes. was a huge surprise if you did not know going into this movie. He was kept out of all the trailers. He was kept out of all promotional material. It did get leaked at one point, but it got pulled down very quickly. And most people who went to see this movie in theaters were just like, wait a minute. Is that yes, sir. Is that Tom Cruise? Yes, it was. It was. I was like, "What the fuck?" Gomez, did you see this movie in theaters? Of course, I probably saw it at midnight. Probably saw a midnight show, and that's that's how I saw all my movies back then. Especially a movie like this. This was a 
a big movie coming out. You know, it was, had some hype around it. Big action movie, comedy, Ben Stiller directing, writing. You know, it was a big deal. Wow. See, I don't remember it like that. No? I, re- I remember. I don't remember the hype around it. Like, I remember seeing the commercials and there was the big joke of Robert Downey Jr. doing the, what do you mean, you people? And then yeah. uh, Brandon T. Jackson is behind him going, what do you mean, you people? It's a great like, joke. <laughs> that was a great joke. That was qu- before the movie even came out. Everyone was quoting that line already. And But I don't remember it being like, holy shit, like I got to go see this movie. It, it looked okay. It was one of those things where I figured I'd get to it eventually. I probably didn't see it until... Jeez, I don't know, a year or two even after the fact. Wow, really? Oh, wow, I didn't know that. But I remember the word of mouth on this movie after the opening weekend was banging. People telling me, like, yo, you got to go see this movie. It's fucking hilarious. I didn't really feel like it was that going into it. You know, but it was kind of the word of mouth movie. and 100%. It did... Pretty good numbers at the box office. Uh, budget was ninety-two million. Obviously, there's a ton of huge stars in here. Opening weekend, twenty-five point eight million. Yeah. Comedy though, but you got yeah, like big stars okay. in there, so it's yes. like it's the blockbuster mixed with, the, but it's comedy. So yeah, I don't know. But uh, finishes up a hundred and ten point five million dollars domestically and worldwide, one ninety-five point seven. So it made its money. Yeah, I think that, that eventually, yes. Because, yeah, I don't think that they were looking happy with that number. Yeah. It's a lot of stars. Budget's probably big. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like this is one of those movies that absolutely killed once it got to DVD and Blu-ray. And I don't have sure. those numbers. I couldn't find those numbers. But yeah. this was that type of movie where, like, people would go watch it or who hadn't seen it in theaters would be like, holy shit. Like this movie's great. Let's buy the Blu-ray. That used to be, that's that's a source of revenue that just doesn't exist anymore now, right? It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it's a whole source of revenue just gone, just gone overnight, just poop disappeared. Yeah, and they wonder. So IMDb gives this a seven point one. Rotten Tomatoes has this at eighty two percent fresh. Yeah, I figure. And the audience score. 71 percent i was gonna say probably the same probably similar i expected the audience score to be even higher when i saw 82 percent from the critics i'm expecting the audience score to be kind of in the 90s mm, yeah i guess mm, interesting so the story here is ben stiller is this um fading action movie icon he's been sure. doing these series of movies it's progressively gotten worse and worse and worse. So he's trying to rescue his career by be, by being a serious actor. He wants to prove to everyone he could be a serious actor. But the last movie he did was a film called Simple Jack. And yes, it was uh, the story of a mentally challenged farmhand yeah. who, you know, tries to find love. Yes. <laughs> um. His character is Tug Speedman. I guess that's his actor name within the yes. movie of the movie. Tug Speedman. Um, and we get, we get these really cool trailers that introduce you to the work the other actors yes, have been doing. Yes, it's great. That's how, yeah, it's a great way so to start the movie. Tug Speedman's 
action franchises called Scorcher. Scorcher. It's like he's done Scorcher, you know, 75 and whatever. It's like just when you thought that one man could save the world six times, they called him a seventh. <laughs> uh, we've got Jack Black who portrays Jeff Portnoy. He is a cocaine addict, party guy, <laughs> and he's yeah. doing movies like um, the the Fatties, which is basically uh, Eddie Murphy nutty doing professor. the Nutty Professor and the farting. Clumps. The whole <laughs> family just sitting around the table farting. So that's his role. Apparently, he was based uh, in some part on Chris Farley, oh, which yeah, makes you sense. Get, you definitely get a little bit out of as he's hundred percent going through the movie. And then Robert Downey Jr. portrays Kirk Lazarus, an Australian actor, five-time Academy Award winner, does all these serious movies, and they show his most recent one is a story about like 12th century monks where he has a homosexual relationship with Tobey Maguire. (laughs) Tobey Maguire. So good. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. The movie opens showing you these three trailers. Yeah, like if you're watching Jack Black's Robert Downey Jr.'s and Ben Stiller. So it's supposed to be like you're going to the movies until you yeah. start the real movie, which I completely Great forgot idea. about. Totally forgot. Yep. Now, at the time in 2008 or not, whenever I finally saw this movie, I was distanced enough from it where the word of mouth hadn't influenced my opinion on it. And I was like, holy shit, this movie is fucking great. So in my head, that's how I remember this movie. But I also know that there's some problematic things in this movie. Sure. <laughs> so th- I was genuinely looking forward to coming back and watching this. Yeah, it's been a long time. It has been a long time for me either. I really haven't seen it streaming anywhere. Uh, it was on Hulu this week, which Hulu. is where I watched it. Yes. Hope you guys all watched it yourselves. But let's get into the problematic stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Number one, Robert Downey Jr. is in blackface. He's playing a black soldier, uh, Sergeant Osiris, and he's talking in a stereotypical, right? Yes. Um, African American vernacular, slang vernacular that you would expect to see in a 60s or 70s like very jive, movie. kind of jive yeah. talking guy yes <laughs> it's like if superfly was in vietnam yes 100 yes <laughs> uh we've also got brandon t jackson who plays the rapper alpa chino <laughs> he's trying to make the crossover to being a movie star while also <clears throat> pitching his energy drink booty sweat Gotta and get his, that booty sweat. <laughs> and they actually released that booty sweat on Amazon for a while to promote the oh, movie. Oh, I love it. That's great. Great idea. <laughs> so that's the first one. All right, now, going back, we, we get this whole movie. They get, they're get they filming the big action scene at the beginning. They go back. There's a whole thing with uh, the studio is unhappy. It's costing too much money. They're way behind schedule. Uh, Nick Nolte's character four leaf is like you're baby the fuck out of these guys. You got to put them in. So they really feel, you know what it's like to be in a war zone and it makes them travel out to a deserted place where they have like some hidden cameras and they really don't know what's going on there. And right away, the director who's played by Steve Coogan stands on a, 
old landmine and is blown to bits and pieces. At this point, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Kirk Lazarus, feels like, okay, shit is fucked up right now. But Kirk Speedman, as played by Ben Stiller, is convinced he's just playing mind games because he's trying to get their best performances out of them. So he goes through the little script, and now they, they have been forced to believe that they need to just follow the script and there's cameras on them everywhere, and they just yeah. got to get there, and they'll get their best performances out of them. As it turns out, they're in the Golden Triangle, which is a big uh, heroin manufacturing ring as run <laughs> by uh, uh, the Dragon Crew, you know, a bunch of uh, – there's a, a young Asian kid who runs like the – Yes, the little guy. Yeah, He's the whole uh, setup there. Tug Speedman gets kidnapped, the – Four Leaf and Danny McBride character who does all the pyrotechnics, they get kidnapped and the rest of the crew goes in to save them thinking Absolutely. that this is all part of the movie still. As it turns out, it's not and chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, it does. I didn't remember that this movie is much shorter than I remember. Not that I remember it being this long movie, but when I put it on and saw that runtime, I said, oh, this is a, a breezy 147 here. And uh, things are always happening in the movie. It is very, like, right to the point. Boom, 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 which is uh, always good. Always good for your comedies. You don't want to drag it along, right? I feel like after... That time period, right? 2008, a little after that, they started with these long-ass comedies. Judge Apatow with his two-and-a-half-hour comedies. 147. Mm, perfect. And I feel like but this is a really good script, and we got good utilization of the characters that we have in front of us. I mean, everyone... Like, Stiller is directing this. Now, Stiller says he came up with the idea for this movie in the early 80s because of Platoon. He auditioned for Platoon. He didn't get the part. And he was doing some other movie. And he says all the guys who would be in war movies would have to go to some kind of boot camp, whatever. And they would come back acting like they were really in the military. Like they really did shit. (laughs) And he just thought it was ridiculous. So that's where he got like the idea for this in his head. And it kind of just stayed there for a long time. He finally gets to the point in his career where people are willing to give him money to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And he's like, I got this idea. <laughs> he co- co-writes this with Justin Thoreau. Basically gets a bunch of his friends to come do him favors and be in the movie. And they put out what I think is still pretty fucking funny. Mm. Mm. So I was I've always been lukewarm on this movie. When I first saw it, I always liked it, but I never loved it. I there was I don't know what it is. Like I said, the, I, the script is good. I think it is a good script, but it's just something about it where I just never. I'm laughing. I'm having fun, but I don't know. It just never hits that next level for me. I just I never even on this rewatch. I'm like, eh, okay, yeah, that's good. I love Robert Downey Jr. I think he's probably the best part of the movie. Uh, I'm enjoying what he's putting out there. But the rest, you know, maybe it was Jack Black. I just, you know, if Jack Black is hit or miss. Sometimes I love him. Sometimes I don't. Uh, you know, I don't know. Something about this movie just never clicked. I understand. It's a comedy classic. I get it. But, yeah, for me, it's always good. But not, I wouldn't put it up there with those other movies that, that we love. Those other comedies that we love. Now, the thing is, is, it's never been that level of a movie for me. 
Um, but coming in now with the 2023 eyes, I'm worried I'm going to come in and be like, oh, you know, I like this movie. Is this going to ruin it for me? And to that extent, it didn't. No. Whether it's Robert Downey Jr. in blackface, whether it's the portrayal of Simple Jack, the, number one, this portrayal of Sim and, and Stiller is the one who got all the heat for the simple. Yes. The blackface thing really didn't Never get. Never was really at the. Exactly. Because it's a, like that's that's the joke. The joke is that this man got surgery to yes. look like that's like it's so outrageous. Like like how could you take it seriously and and get angry at it? I always and then it. even before the movie premiered, there was a screening. Stiller had done a screening with members of the NAACP to be like, listen, this is gonna yeah. be in there. Tell me what you think. And they were like, no, that's pretty fucking funny. That's fine. Yeah. I felt nothing was bad there. And still, to me, that's the way I took it. It was just funny. It just was like, this guy, as an actor, it's more of a um, a shot at Hollywood, right? Yes, being that, method, being so method. Being that, so method that you're so, yeah. like, you're going to do something this ridiculous. Yeah. And he's supposed to be that guy. He's a five-time Academy Award mm -hmm. winner. He's a real actor's real actor. actor. Yes. And he even says in the movie, he doesn't, drop the character until after he's recorded the dvd commentary <laughs> and if you watch this movie with the commentary oh, he man. does the character the whole way through oh man i gotta try to find that that's great <laughs> uh, but even the simple jack stuff and i i guess i get why i i'm sure I, but it's done as once again, it's a shot at Hollywood and the actors yes. who take those roles thinking it's going to win them an Oscar. The only thing I don't think that goes that really holds up is the conversation between Downey and Stiller, where he talks about going full retard. The full retard, right? Sure. Like that's the thing where you're like, oh, that that could be softened a little bit. Sure. But like that's kind of the purpose of the joke it's not meant to be soft in that moment yes and at, at some point we got to say it's comedy this is this is just funny it's not meant to offend people but if people want to get offended you know that's that's, that's a that's offended. a you problem yes it's gonna happen regardless so <laughs> exactly yeah you know they it's not like they're going to people's houses and banging on the windows watch this movie exactly watch this movie <laughs> So thankfully, I walked out of this movie feeling like, you know what? I can still enjoy this movie. Everything is okay. 100%. It definitely was uh, not that I was thinking it was going to be bad, but it was like, all right, this isn't. Like, I, I sure, people are always going to say something, always going to get upset, but this isn't. There's, there's a reason because people always go, oh, man, if people find out about Tropic Thunder, it's like, All right, I don't think it would be that big of a deal if, you know, the youths got their hold of this yeah. movie. Now, even Tom Cruise, like I said, that was supposed to be kind of a surprise until the movie came out. And most people were surprised. And it's such a departure from anything Tom Cruise has ever fucking done that it is so fucking good 
Like, you know, like Tom Cruise has become like a caricature over the past decade. Now, so. yes. But that was the point because this is coming off like the Oprah, Katie home. Like, this is like yes. Tom Cruise is crazy. We don't like Tom Cruise no more. So this is him kind of like, hey, guys, I'm fun. Look at me. I'm a fun guy. Bald head, taking a piss out of Hollywood, you know, yeah, shit like that. It's great. And I'll tell you, as much as I like Tom Cruise, my favorite person in this movie like you said, yours is Downey. To me, it's Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is great. He is. Great. I love. He plays <clears throat> Ben Stiller's agent in this, and his name is Rick Peck, and he just calls himself the Pecker all fucking movie, and is dynamite. And he's so concerned with this one little clause in yes. Tug Speedman's contract to do Gotta this honor, movie that honor he the contract. promised to get a Tebo. <laughs> That he travels to the fucking, I don't know, Vietnamese outback with a fucking TiVo in a box under his arm just to show how much he loves his client and how desperate he becomes when he thinks Tug Speedman is going to fire him and get a new agent or whatever the case is. It is so great. And Matthew McConaughey, I, I believe Matthew McConaughey in those moments. I'm like, this character is wonderful. My favorite well, character in the movie. Making Ben Stiller do the simple Jack send off on the phone. Come on, say it with me. <laughs> m- 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 make me. Oh my God. Fucking hysterical. And the idea that this tiny Asian country was it Myanmar, I believe, or something. Um, they got one American VHS movie. Yes. And it was Simple Jack. They watch and it all the time. When they realize. Like, this is the star of Simple Jack, and they make him act it out for them every day, multiple times a day. And now Stiller's got that love that Tug Speedman is feeling that audience love that he wished he had the first time around, and he doesn't want to leave. Uh, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm part of a family here now. <laughs> and meanwhile, all the other characters are like, man, shut the fuck up. We're, we're taking you at home. Yes. It's not like they were treating him nice. I mean, they treat him nicer, but they were still beating his ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh man so there's there's not a lot of stuff like you know normally when we go back and we do these older movies there's a lot of stuff to go back into and find out and uh you know little trivia little tidbits little little things notes news whatever about this movie and with this movie i really didn't find all that much that was really all that interesting about this movie. For the most part, it just seems like any old movie that, you know, a bunch of people got together and and recorded, you know, and filmed yeah. and whatever. Uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting was, as it was written, the character of Kirk Lazarus was supposed to be Irish. Okay. And then Downey himself had it changed to be an Australian because he had worked out an Australian accent for another movie. So he felt <laughs> it would be easier for him to improv in That's that funny. accent rather than having to learn uh, a new accent. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but like, that's like one of the biggest, the biggest things outside of originally, I believe Stiller wanted to play the agent. And he wanted Keanu Reeves to play Tug Speedman. Oh, that would have been great. And that fell through. <clears throat> that would have been So good. he wanted to play like a secondary character, which is yeah. a little bit of a departure from another Ben Stiller project known as The Cable Guy that he directed, where he always envisioned himself 
playing the role, the main role of Chip. Really? He could have did it though, because he. I he, think he could. It would be a different he, movie, but he. Yeah, done it. he's got that vibe. He definitely could do that, hundred percent. Yeah. That's um, after Stiller was going on to play Tug Speedman, he cast his buddy Owen Wilson to play Rick Peck. Okay, but I like that too. Owen Wilson had a problem with a suicide attempt at the time. Oh Jesus! So they chose to fill his role and say, hey, why don't you stay home and take care of yourself and all that. So he was uh, not involved in the project, but we got McConaughey. And like I said, it worked out for me because I loved McConaughey in that role. Damn, that Drill Bill Taylor movie just was rough, huh? Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Imagine that. (laughs) So at the end, we see Tug Speedman does get his Oscar. Um, for what becomes this becomes like a documentary basically yeah. of how much of a failure they call Tropic Blunder at the end. <laughs> so at the Academy Awards, the five actors nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role are Tug Speedman and then Tom Hanks, Sean Penn, Toby Maguire, and John Voight. Uh, Tom Hanks appears to have been nominated for playing a handicap contestant in the Paralympics. <laughs> John Voight, a 19th century drama, Sean Penn as a blind man, and Toby Maguire for Satan's Alley, which is the movie that gets oh, the trailer yes. early in the, the movie, <laughs> where he's the uh, gay monk with Robert Downey Jr. So funny. That music, that's such a good It's so good. They killed it. <laughs> oh, it's so, like, those trailers, I. it's really... This movie feels very fresh. Like it, it felt very different from the other comedies of the time. You know, we were getting like these weird characters. Obviously, um, uh, who was the fucking guy you just mentioned? I'm gonna say Adam McKay. I know it wasn't Adam McKay. Oh, uh, Judge Apatow. Uh, Judd Apatow. It, but it was it was those Adam McKay, Judge Apatow. Yeah. You know, yes. fucking weird characters dialed up to eleven. And this, yeah, funny kind of, yeah, like yeah. oh, funny people fucking sucks. I think um, that's like the next year. So yeah, it's like that kind of something. That movie, I there's a great movie in there, but there's just so much extra bullshit. That movie's like two and a half hours long. Yeah. Like, what are we doing, bro? Oh my goodness. Um, a little note in this is um, at one point Rick Peck is skimming through like a little book while he's on the phone with uh, Tug Speedman. And the book is called The Little Book of Big Breasts. <laughs> That's a good book, bro. And this is a real book, apparently. You. It's I not a, say, I it, gotta find it for you. It's not a prop. The book is real and commercially available in both full size and is slightly abbreviated pocket editions. It's gotta get the pocket one. It's gotta be a pocket book. Come on. <laughs> I love that. Christmas gifts are coming. <laughs> So there wasn't really like a lot of like a lot of good stories to I get, find up and dig sometimes up. Sometimes the movie's just a movie, right? Not every sometimes movie's a disaster. And that's, <laughs> and, and that's the thing, you know, and, and we have 15 years of history on this movie now. You figure like if there were something big, yes. you know, especially with the way the internet works and worked back then, it's not like one of these movies where information wasn't readily available at the time. Yeah. You know, something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre last week, where stuff has come out over you know close to 50 years and we've had so so many fan things and insights and documentaries and yeah but uh tropic thunder has not yet reached the point of critical mass for the generations like that has 
be interesting to see going forward if it ever does if it becomes one of those generational comedies um honestly i don't think so i think it would have been already i feel like it did take off once it got to home video release dvd but it didn't have it's not something people talk you know people still talk about stepbrothers right and that came out the same year yeah and that's something that always gets brought up everyone joke no one's making Tropic Thunder jokes. No one's even really bringing it up. The The first Hangover movie, I think, is going to be... Like, if you say, show me comedies from the 2000s, that first decade, you're going to have Step the Brothers. From the I beginning. think Step Brothers is probably... Like, out of all the Will Ferrell movies, like, and I say all the time, Anchorman's one of my favorite, but I think Step Brothers is probably the most popular Nowadays, I'd even, I'd even throw the other guys. I see people love the other guys. I see people talk about that a lot. Like that's like really? a movie. Like people love. Yeah, I don't know. The other that. guys to me is the perfect like cable it's movie. Fun. You know yeah, what I it's mean? Fine. It's fine. Like when you movie, but I don't. I don't look at. It never hit watch that. TV never. Like that. Yeah, no, not anymore. But yes, back in the day, yes, it's always on TBS or something. And it is. It's definitely something you would leave on because. It is. It's funny. It's got moments, but it just never, you know, the gate a bit. I never really. Yeah. That's like, but if you said, give me five comedies from the early 2000s, uh, to me, Anchorman, old school, I think are the top two. 40 year old virgin, I do. 40 year old virgin. Once again, I think that's another one that really picked up once it hit DVD. I wouldn't um, say it, but I know people would say knocked up is the you know um, knocked up with talk about disappointing. Like the amount of people that went out and was like, Oh my god, this is great. And then I saw yes. it, I was like, ah, super bad. I liked it. So oh yeah, super bad, definitely. That's what I meant, you know. Super bad hangover. I think the hangover is great. The first hangover, not you could do without the other two. Unnecessary, yes. First one, uh, Harold first. and Kumar go to White Castle. The first one, sure, that yeah, would be okay. up there for me. That, that was one of those there. movies that surprised the shit out of me because I really wasn't expecting much going in. <laughs> Who would expect anything out of that movie? You know, I was just like, we'll see it. Why not? <laughs> we and remember, I believe I it was definitely you and I and a couple of our friends. We saw a sneak preview of sneak it. Preview, yes. So yeah, when we, we were waiting, we're standing outside the theater waiting for the other showing to let out and we're, you know, we're sitting out there making our dick and fart jokes and laughing and having a good time. And all of a sudden people start coming out of the theater, sobbing, full on sobbing, their arms wrapped around each other, crying, tears streaming down their faces. They just came out of the notebook. Yes, sir. <laughs> and we were sitting, we were standing right outside the door. We're ready to go see a fucking couple of guys get high and go eat White Castle. That's what it. a time <laughs> to be alive. Oh, man. Gomez, let's hit some music. Let's go, baby. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Joe. Tropic Thunder 2008. How, how are we kicking off this Wheel of Fortune here? What, what we got here? 
I still like this movie. I still like this movie. I'm glad I don't even feel bad about liking this movie. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. I was worried about feeling bad. And when it was over, I did not feel bad. I I would not put it in the upper echelon of the comedies from the era yeah, like you. Named, yeah. But I still enjoy it very much. I think it is a nice, easy watch. I feel like stuff is happening all the time. Nothing's really dragging. There's always something going on, whether yeah. it's a joke, whether it's a visual, whether it's a cutaway to a, a secondary character doing something. You got Bill Hader being the, yes. you know, the smarmy assistant, whatever. So you've got people, you know, you got people who went on to do bigger things, which is funny. Um, and you got these good caricatures of Hollywood characters. So I think... It's a good script. I think it is wonderfully performed and it's still a lot of fun. And it's on Hulu for, free. you know, I don't want to say for free. You got to pay for Hulu, but it's not part of any premium package. Yes. So go check it out if you haven't already. Go rewatch it if you haven't already. I'm going to give it a triple and a half main man, three and a half stars from me. Mm, all right. So I'm there. You know, I'll wave it back and forth, but uh, I'm going to give it a three. We'll give it a three. I don't want to give it a two and a half. It sounds like it's more negative Whoa. than that, but we're going to go three. It's it's a three. It's, it's three. But even to have two and a half considered. Yeah, because it's back and forth. Yeah, bro. Like I said, like I laugh, but then this time, bro, I'm just not. Like I'm just enjoying the movie. You know, just along for the ride, enjoying the characters, but I'm not cackling along with the characters at all times. But, you know, hey, we'll give it a three. It's good. But like you said, when we're weighing it against these other ones, I mean, this is towards the bottom of that list. Everything you just named, I'm putting it all ahead of this movie, you know? So, like, Mean Girls? Those... You say Mean Girls is a comedy? Yeah, I put that ahead of that too, baby. Euro Trip? Fuck yeah, baby. Euro trip. That's what I mean. That decade, we had a lot of fucking bangers. Yeah, some bangers, yes. It's gonna be 20 years for Euro trip next year. Put it on the list. It's on the say, list. That's that's gonna be a week. Euro can't trip. Wait. I can't talk wait. about a movie you and I had absolutely zero because ex- I saw that with you. Zero expectation, bro. I don't even know why we saw the fucking movie. Right? Like it was just something to do, I guess. Like, who's in that movie to make us go, you know, we got to see this weekend. Uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I love that movie. I love that movie. You know what we didn't even mention? Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Sure, because that's so early. Like That's like that's early like, in the decade. But like, that's like the beginning. Boom. And Super Troopers, like, it's 2001. It's the start. It's like, boop, here we go. Off to the races. Pineapple Express. I'm a big Pineapple Express guy. <laughs> when he, when they're dragging him down to the basement, and he goes, "What's down there? The fucking rancor? I fucking Amazing. lose my shit Amazing every goddamn time." <laughs> oh man! So Joey, there's nothing coming out this week. I mean, we got the Sylvester Stallone doc. We'll definitely probably watch that on Netflix. It's just a, it's just a movie. It's not a series. I hope um, everyone, when we talked about it last week, I hope you did pause and go watch Frankenstein on YouTube. <laughs> I know Mr. Slowpoke did. He sent a message saying he did, and that now he has referenced it like four times in the past. Changed his life. And Changed this his is life. What, what Gomez and I said at the time, I cannot believe 
this is not a bigger thing. It makes no like, sense. Just in pop culture, in references, in shit, in memes, just yeah. in stuff people make fun of. How is Sylvester Stallone doing Drinkenstein in Rhinestone not a bigger thing, a more impactful thing on the pop culture community? Makes no sense. I think it's just, I think it's hard to find. I don't think it's a, an easy thing to get your hands on. So it's like, oh, okay. It's not streaming anywhere, nothing like that. So I think that's the problem. There's uh, nothing coming out this week. Couple streaming stuff. Unless you want to go see, there's another Elvis movie coming out this week. It's this Priscilla. More, more about Priscilla's story, yeah. So you know, eh, you know, maybe might be good. Who knows? It's 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 subtitled. I promise. I swear, we didn't have sex until I was 18. <laughs> oh man. So I think uh, I think we should spin this wheel one more time. What do you think, Joe? I think that's a great idea. Oh yeah. Let's see what we land on here. Some more bangers. Let's see. Let's spin that wheel. All right. Maybe one of the movies we talked about will pop up. Probably. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Oh, baby. Oh, wow. All right. So for those who are watching, maybe you don't know what that is. We're going to watch the rundown. This is the... 2003 was this the debut was this the rock's first movie did he do something smaller he, well, he, did, he did the scorpion king and that's like, right mummy, so this is mummy his first two. He, this, this is his, his first mummy story but yeah. this was yeah this was like his kind of breakout yes this was his first leading man role this is on peacock you can watch this on peacock for everyone to see we love this movie. This, like this, what a banger to start off The Rock's career. This was fantastic. It's got our boy Stifler in it. Ooh, John Voight. You mentioned John Voight. He's the, oh, no, not John Voight. Christopher Walken. Christopher I'm sorry, Walken, right? yeah. Christopher Walken's the bad guy in this one. Oh, man. Wrong old guy. Wrong old guy. I haven't seen this in forever, so I'm, I was I'm very about excited. To say, I, I probably haven't seen it in, oh, my God, about 15 years. Easy. I want to say the first time I saw it, I was on a plane and it was playing. Really? I think I saw this in the movie theater because I just go see everything in the movie theater. I saw it after the fact and I remember like, I want to say I was on a plane and then going, yo, not for nothing, but that movie was pretty fucking good. I haven't seen this movie in 13 years. 
Oh my goodness. So I'm very excited to check this out. See if it holds up. It's gonna be fun to remember why we like the rock, right? When we used let's to go, like the rock, yeah. Let's go back and let's love the rock again. This is gonna be fun. I'm excited. Oh, oh but that's gonna be next week, Gomez. But oh. we need to finish up this week first. Yeah, we should do that. It's now time for the finish. It's big finish time. You ready to wrap this one up here, baby? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Spin that wheel. Interesting. Big finish time for this week. Athletes we hate. We always talk about the ones we love growing up, the ones we love now. But who's someone you just can't fucking stand, bro? (laughs) Hmm. I'm very interested to see where this goes. (laughs) Here we go. Chipper Jones, Tom Glavin, Roger Clemens, uh, the guy who hurt Bo Jackson. Chase Utley. Fucking who else we got here? Definitely Tom Glavin. Fuck that piece of shit. Hmm, who we got here? Oh, fucking, uh, what's this guy? Uh, Martin Brodor. Suck my Oh, dick. yeah, you, you Fuck him. you, you piece of trash. Uh, who else we got here? Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to think. Who I hate in basketball? I mean, obviously Michael Jordan could go fuck off. What are we doing here? Or you fucking New Yorkers loving Jordan? You fucking turncoat bastard. See, I don't hate anyone in basketball because I'm a Spurs fan and we've won like six All we do NBA is titles. So I got nothing to be angry about when it comes to my NBA fandom. I've my hatred has softened because we we got payback, but Dwayne Wade. Boy, you could fuck right off yeah. that fucking 06 finals where fucking you couldn't even look at that guy without going to the foul. Fa- oh, fuck you, bro. Then you make fun of Dirk because he's sick. Yeah, how you like that shit in your face, son? Yeah, don't forget. 2011, baby. I'm trying to think. Like, if I was, when I was younger, like, I was cheering for the Magic to beat the Rockets that year, and then Nick Anderson missed the free throws. Fuck but I wasn't guy. like. <laughs> I wasn't like a hardcore magic fan though. You know what I sure, mean? Like I get if it. I if I was, I'd probably like be sitting on that this whole time. Um Yadier Molina could go fucking oh. suck a dick. Yes, uh, sir. I don't hate Adam Wayne, right? You know, as a Met fan, we tend to hate our own. A lot of Met fans hate Carlos Beltron because of what happened no, in 2006. So I've never stupid. been like Stop. that. Yes. The guy threw one of the all-time greatest curveballs in the history of curveballs. Shit happens. Like, but Yadi Yadi can go fucking suck it. Bastards! Oh my god! Yep. My goodness! You got uh We got a hockey one. Who who you got in hockey? Oh, jeez. Um, like who who who's your penguin rival? Like who's someone? I guess Tom Wilson. Like I I do hate Tom Wilson. I used to hate yeah. um. They, oh my god! I used to hate so many of the Flyers. When are I you was supposed to hate them. Ovechkin because of Ovechkin and Crosby? I don't hate Ovechkin because it's right. not even a contest. Crosby, 
is a far superior player. It's it's Ovechkin will go down as probably the greatest goal scorer in the history scorer, of the yeah. sport, but as an overall player, it's he's not even in this in the conversation. I love it. Like yeah, it's baby. not even close. I know who you hate. Henrik Lundqvist. You hate him. I hate him because Ranger fans think that he's a lot better than he was. <laughs> he's a great goalie, but great. What does oh, yeah. that mean? <laughs> how, how, how many? How well, many I said, what does that? What does that do you for? Yeah, well, he's great. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, who's let's, got let's not lose six nothing. Mark Andre Flore. I mean, come on, great goalie. But sure, great goal. That's what I mean. There's a lot of great goalies, you know, but great don't always uh, cut it. You gotta go Thank to that next guys. level. Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you're listening to this. Remember to follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. That's X. That's Instagram. Ever, you know, whatever. The social media. Follow it. at Facebook. Facebook.com slash Car Jomez. And subscribe to us at YouTube.com slash at Car Jomez pod. You can find all my stuff at the Joe shoes. And I am on all those social media outlets and including threads where we're all having so much fun. I'm on blue sky. I'm on TikTok. You can buy one of my t-shirts at pro wrestling slash Joe shoes and uh, youtube.com slash Joe shoes. I got tons of stuff coming up. I'm going to be all over the place. Going to go out to the world and sign those major bendies figures that everyone's been getting in their hands. Cause I know all you guys Wanted to feel me in your hands for all this time. And now your wish gets to come true. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm the Gomez154, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky. And I hope you followed that Twitch stream, boys. Twitch.tv slash MezMovie. I was streaming all weekend long. I did about fucking 14 horror movies, just banging them out, bro. I saw people coming in and out all times. We had a good time. I hope you enjoyed it if you did. Next week, we'll be back watching the 2003 action comedy classic, The Rundown, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Sean William Scott and Christopher Walken. That is available on Peacock, so make sure you watch it and then come hear us discuss it. But otherwise, Gomez, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace. Apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur, with the fur.